Welcome to the latest episode of Comic Book Physics, where we look at various topics in physics through the lens of comic book content. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler, and the series is released through Bureau 42. So we're continuing our run of topics that tie in specifically to that same week's topics in the unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown podcast, just for efficiency of research and preparation on my side. So this month we are looking directly at Sunspot's powers. Sunspot being a member of the New Mutants that appeared in the Chris Claremont run we're discussing this week in the other podcast. Now, Sunspot's original power set is that he's a solar-powered mutant who can activate or deactivate his powers. Someone like Colossus can. He turns them on and off, and there's a physical change where he goes completely black aside from eyes and teeth, and is surrounded by little spots. At least that's how he appears in the comics. He also appears in X-Men Days of Future Past with a slightly different look, but... Quite frankly, the look that he has on the comic page, just because of the things that swirl and float around him, probably would not translate as nicely to the movie screens. So that change is one I am not only totally fine with, but would actually encourage, because I don't believe an exact representation of his comic book appearance would be beneficial for the film. So while his powers are activated, he's got increased strength, but they make a point of saying several times that he's got no additional durability. There's only one exception to that when he's fighting the Sentinels and falls out of a third-story window at a mall and lands on a car and gets up. They note that he has increased durability to go along with his strength. So later on, he is kidnapped by Gideon during the X-Force run. And Gideon runs some experiments on him to see if he can absorb other energies, which now he either is able to absorb some energies or with other energies, he doesn't absorb it to power his, his abilities but at least he's not harmed by the energies, and he's able to release concussive blasts that he can also use for limited flight. So we're going to be looking at those, you know, through his power. So how much strength he's have, the duration of it, the durability, problems, all of that. So let's start with the power source, knowing that he is solar-powered. Well, solar power, it's actually powered by light through the photoelectric effect. Often in comics, solar power is specifically tied to the sun. That's not the case with the general photoelectric effect. The photoelectric effect is actually the theory that Einstein got his Nobel Prize for. It's not the theory of relativity that he's better known for, but actually his explanation of the photoelectric effect. So what happens with the photoelectric effect is that light in the form of photons is what they call incident, or it shines on materials. If those materials are part of circuits, with certain materials and certain light, we find that we can drive the circuit. When this first happened, they didn't initially realized that light was made up of particles or photons. It was believed to be a wave. And that's actually the sort of the death knell in the what they call the particle notion of light was the discovery of the Poisson spot. If you have a circular shape that casts a shadow, if light is a particle, you would never see light behind the shadow. If it's a wave, you would get some interference patterns and see some bright spots behind it. Kind of like if you put a stick in water when rivers flowing through it, You'll see some waves around the stick, but then they converge at the end and you get a higher ridge. It's a similar idea. Now, the Poisson spot is named the Poisson spot because Poisson didn't discover it. Uh, in fact, Poisson was well known for finding exactly what he expected to find every time he went to the lab. So his results always supported his theory, which just doesn't happen in an unbiased lab. So when another experimentalist repeated his experiment specifically to see if Poisson was right or wrong and found that bright spot, he needed the Poisson spot just to rub Poisson's nose in it. So at the turn of the 20th century, around 1900 or so, they had discovered the photoelectric effect, and it had properties they couldn't explain. Light of a certain frequency or color 
or wavelength when incident on a material could cause the photoelectric effect. But if you change it to a color with less energy, so say blue might cause it, but you shift it down to red, and you don't get the photoelectric effect no matter how intense the light is. So dim blue light can make current flow, but a bright red light couldn't. The scientists were confused, and they couldn't figure out why that would be, because when you increase the intensity with a brighter light, it should add up. And it was actually Einstein who realized that Planck was correct. Planck did a calculation of a black body radiation and concluded that, well, now he's credited with concluding that light is basically a particle as well, and they've discovered it's not really a particle or a wave. They used to call it a duality. It's something that had the properties of both or a combination of both. Now they're really say, no, you know what, everything at the subatomic level is neither particle nor wave, but something with properties of both that we don't have a macroscopic analog for. So we just don't have the terminology or the frame of reference to describe it, aside from saying, well, it's both particle and wave, at least in terms of its properties. So Planck had solved issues with the black body radiation by showing that the math was the same as you would get if light was quantized. So if light came in photons instead of strictly with waves. Now in his original published paper, he almost bends over backwards to say that he doesn't believe light is actually a particle, but the math fit the experiment so perfectly he figured he would publish it to see if anyone else can come up with the quote-unquote real explanation for why that worked. And now the explanation he threw out there, calling the particles of light corpuscles rather than photons, is the accepted one. And Einstein helped reinforce that when he realized that's what's going on with the photoelectric effect. Individual photons have to be absorbed by electrons in specific orbits, and they can only absorb one photon at a time. If that individual photon does not have enough energy for the light to, or for the electron to escape its orbit from the atom, then it doesn't matter how many of those photons you have, they can only absorb one at a time, it's not going to escape, you're not going to get current flow, which is why the bright red light doesn't work when the dim blue light does. So that's the essential idea of the photoelectric effect. You can get more current with more intensity, provided light is at least the threshold frequency that minimum frequency it takes to get that electron to escape from the atom. And the higher the frequency, or the higher the energy of each photon, then the greater voltage you will get off that current. So as is common in comics, this is a little bit misinterpreted. In general terms, a solar-powered calculator is solar-powered because it can run off the sun, but it can also run off classroom lights or other lights. Sunspot, as with other characters, such as, say, Superman, or Cyclops, or Havoc, who are solar-powered, you know, these guys are all specifically powered by the sun itself. If you put them under artificial light, or if it's nighttime, then often their power diminishes or they don't absorb as much. So what would that mean? Why would the sun's light be so distinctly different from other indoor lights? We actually can make this work. It works if the light that's coming on the person isn't the visible light we see that's reproduced by our artificial light sources, because that's what we care about, but if it's something else. Now the sun releases light at a variety of frequencies. It also releases neutrinos. Now neutrinos are subatomic particles that are a side effect of the nuclear reactions that power the sun that are very, very inert. They rarely interact with anything. And it's those neutrinos that you could argue are powering sunspot. If for some reason he's able to absorb more neutrinos and he's a neutrino blind spot, he could take in that power. That wouldn't explain what we see in the comics because he doesn't get his powers at night. And the amount of material it takes to stop a neutrino is considerable. As in, the planet was not likely to stop a neutrino. If you want to stop a neutrino, you don't need you know, the 10 centimeters of lead that it takes to stop a gamma ray. You want to stop a neutrino, you need several light years worth of lead. 
before you've got a decent chance of stopping this thing. So Sunspot's powers would be independent of whether he's inside, outside, or whether it's day or night, because there's almost no discernible difference that walls and planets have on neutrino flow. So it wouldn't make sense if it's neutrinos. So then the other major component of sunlight that we don't reproduce on Earth, and which is shielded by glass and other things that don't appear in our artificial light sources, is ultraviolet light. So if Sunspot is powered by ultraviolet light, that would explain why he needs the sunlight to be powered. It would also mean that he could technically be powered up by artificial lights if they're black lights or something else that has a high ultraviolet output or component. So that end actually kind of could work. Now the duration of his powers, if he's using his powers, he's only got a few minutes before he will run out of stored energy. Now how much time that is depends on how much energy is stored and how quickly he exerts that power, which is nice. He's actually draining this power faster than he can absorb it. It's actually necessary to make the science work that way because the power he uses is greater than a power a body his size can absorb from sunlight. Even under the most intense sunlight, say noon at the equator, there's not enough solar energy falling on him to justify some of the things he's able to lift and carry. So it's got to be past stores. And at least in the Claremont run, that's handled quite well. Whereas with sunrise, he will start to recharge, but he's not at full strength. It can be the pitch black in the dead of night, and he can still use his powers, provided he's got energy reserves from when it was light out. That part is actually handled quite well. Now, using this energy to drive his strength without increasing his durability is the main problem. Because, you know, he might have enough muscle strength to lift a car, and his Marvel.com entry does indicate that he can lift in the 10 to 50 ton range. That doesn't mean that the car wouldn't crush him. If you've got 10 tons above your head, and you're the only thing holding it up, you might have that strength, but that's still going to crush your flesh. It's going to crush your bones. It's going to cause a serious problem. So the Sentinels had to be right when the city's got some form of increased durability. The question is, why didn't anyone else pick it up? Well, what could be happening is that his powers increase the muscles, which they have to, to give him strength. But they also increase the durability of his bones themselves to give that structural support so he can maintain things. So his ribcage would protect him when he fell out of that mall window and onto a car but otherwise leave the other soft tissues such as skin, heart, lungs, maybe not the heart because that is a muscle, but the other internal organs would be left pretty much unaffected and they wouldn't gain an increase in durability, which means he's still vulnerable. He still has to be careful that he doesn't get hit too much. He can still be knocked out, but the strength is there. So with that tweak to what we've seen on the page, then the way his powers are presented does work and does make sense. Now his last power is another one that actually works fairly well as well. If he's able to release concussive blasts and actually project the energy outside of his person, one of the things that's often missed is essentially recoil. If you've ever fired a high-powered rifle, you know that when you launch a small projectile with high momentum in front of you, you get some kickback as that momentum is conserved and the rifle is driven back into your shoulder or into whatever else you've got it propped up against. The same principles at work here. So the momentum, which is the product of mass and velocity, or at least energy and velocity, energy usually taken in the form of mass, that's conserved. So he can use this as a propulsion system in much the same way that jetpacks work or jet engines, any sort of rocket design. The question is, how much recoil does he have when he's using these as combative weapons? Right? Does he only feel the recoil when it's convenient in the story as a way to make him fly? Or does he have to brace himself and push back when he's firing anyway? So that's something that honestly I can't answer because most of the appearances of Sunspot I'm familiar with predate that power set. I'm sadly well behind on my 
copies of Hickman's Avengers runs, which Sunspot is a part of. So in any event, for the most part, Sunspot's powers, they do have a conditional pass. With that minor tweak to what his invulnerability or his vulnerability actually is, these can work essentially as we see them. So that wraps up what we have to say about Sunspot. Now join us again next month when we do a topic somehow related to the Kang Dynasty from the Avengers run. That's the comic book physics topic or story that we're hitting in late April. I don't know exactly what the topic's going to be yet because I've only read five of the 15 issues. So in the meantime, please feel free to check out Bureau 42's other podcasts, review the show on iTunes or Stitcher, share the link with people that you know who may enjoy what what you're hearing, and thank you for listening.